This show is sponsored by Set for Life Insurance, the ultimate client experience in the insurance industry. Are you looking for the perfect insurance coverage that suits your needs? Founded in 1993 by President Jamie K. Fleischner, Set for Life Insurance specializes in individual life, disability, and long-term care insurance. As brokers, they represent numerous companies in the industry, ensuring that their clients get the best products at the most cost-effective rate. What sets Set for Life Insurance apart? You'll enjoy special discounts, priority underwriting handling, and even exceptions in the underwriting process. So why wait? Contact Set for Life Insurance today and let them be your insurance partner for life. Visit their website at setforlifeinsurance.com or call them at 1-888-553-3559. Why should I be intentional about designing my physician life? That's why I went into medicine. So it would all be laid out for me. Well, stay tuned and find out how the how and why of designing your life and how leveraging the expertise of others with masterminds is the way to do it and to start your next business. Hey, this is Brad Block, host of The Physician's Guide to Doctoring. This is a personal and professional development podcast for physicians where we have experts on the show that try to teach us everything we should have been learning while we were memorizing Krebs cycle. Dr. Amir Dallas Diaz Ramirez, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me here. So for those who don't know you, and I'm sure there aren't many who don't, Dr. Diaz Ramirez is a dual board certified anesthesiologist and interventional pain management physician, medical expert, professor, author, speaker, podcaster, entrepreneur, and mastermind facilitator. And currently she's actually pivoted from interventional pain management, and now runs a thriving wellness center. So a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is what she's learned from her podcast, Design Your Physician Life, and her being a mastermind facilitator at Max Lure Mastermind. So at Max Lure Mastermind, she helps physicians who feel overwhelmed regain and retain control of their lives through entrepreneurship. And she's created and sold multiple practices, among other not even healthcare-related businesses. So she helps physicians thrive through that entrepreneurship angle and puts them in front of other experts in those masterminds that can help us do the same. So again, Dr. Diaz Ramirez, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Bradley. I'm excited for our conversation today. So we, before we were recording this, we were on your show and there was something that I hadn't sent in the questions beforehand. I want to just get to off the bat. Because it's something that I know a lot of my colleagues that I trained with are suffering from right now. And that is this mid-career crisis. You're kind of hit your stride in your practice. Things are humming along. It's great. You feel like you're stagnating a bit, right? There's not this next, when we're in college, the next step is medical school. And then the next step is residency. You had these next steps. And then when you graduate, you've just got, you know, 30, 40 years of practice where you may end up being doing, doing the same thing all the time. So there's this like mid-career crisis that happens when you hit your stride, which should be a good thing. In some ways it isn't. So, But you've got some solutions for that. You've got some ideas that you all tangle with in your mastermind. So off the bat, what are your ideas there? One thing is that mid-career crisis happens to us at the same time that many other things are happening. We get also midlife crisis because it turns out that when we are getting that mid-career crisis is when we're 
hitting our 40s in our case. We get, you know, out of medicine, out of residency when we're 30, residency and fellowship when we're around 30. And then 10 years into there, we're 40. And that's when we're having our midlife crisis too, because it's a normal hormonal change in our body. The other thing that's happening is that we can have a burnout, right? People talk about burnout because of all this stress that's happening. So we have to first identify which one it is. At the end of the day, a lot of what's going to help us, you know, and you have to identify if you don't have any problems with anxiety and depression and some other underlying compounding factors to that mid-career crisis. But once you've ruled all those things, set them on outside, and we're talking about, you know, like, like what we talk when we're diagnosing somebody, right? Once you have that true diagnosis of mid-career crisis, when you have that burnout, many of those things can be helped by entrepreneurship. And that's what we're doing. And I know I was in my case when I went through this whole stage. In my case, we identified it as a burnout, which was stress because there was definitely a disconnect between the way that I thought medicine should be practiced and between the things, between that and the things that I was able to do in the practice where I was. So that led me to that burnout episode. But mid-career crisis, when you have so much dissatisfaction because it's a routine, because you're not getting out of there, then you can certainly bring some happiness to your life through entrepreneurship. And that's what we've identified and we're teaching. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the hedonic adaptation, right? Like we get used to everything. And so we end up getting used to the our career. So when we hit our stride, which again, should be a good thing, it ends up in some ways being a bad thing because we stop learning and evolving as people and we just get used to it and it stops being stimulating and it stops being engaging. And so you're saying the answer is our entrepreneurship because it's something new. It's something different. It's a different skill set. It's a way to keep ourselves growing as people and not and professionals and not stagnating in what we're doing. Well, that's certainly one tool. You can achieve this in different ways. Some people achieve it with getting involved in their communities, volunteering. That's the way that you can do this. You can do profit, uh, personal growth in some other ways. You can maybe decide that what you want for your life at that point is really be an Iron Man, right? And then you decide to get yourself involved in that type of way. In our case, it was entrepreneurship, which actually will get a lot of those components because when we talk about it, it's not only about business or money. It involves many other things. But it's one tool that helped me and because it helped me and I use it, I know how to use it. I'm very familiar with that tool. Then I bring it to others. And uh, yes, it helps uh, physicians who are in that mid-career crisis. So when you say entrepreneurship, let's say let's hit someone who's just like, but I don't even know where to begin with this. Like I, entrepreneurship, I'm not, all I know is hand surgery. Like I'm a hand surgeon and this is what I do. I don't even have any entrepreneurial <laughs> ideas. Like where do I even begin? That's a great question that you're asking because that's precisely what we do with our members who come to the mastermind. The first thing that we want to do with them is help them design a vision. But even before then, we have to understand the type of physician who's coming to us. So you can be a physician who has no clue, like that hand surgeon who has no clue about what they want to do, but they know that they're happy that mid-career crisis and they want to do something different. So we have that person who has no clue and we can help them identify some ideas. The other person that we have is somebody who has an idea 
and they want to have that idea and dream, have it become a reality in terms of a business. And then we have the other, the third person who is somebody who has a business and they want to elevate it because maybe they haven't had as physicians in our medical careers, nobody teaches us during that time entrepreneurship, how to do a business and all these things. For most of the training, historically, it has been that way. You know, now some programs are integrating some of these concepts into their teachings. So once we have identified those three decisions, the one that you're saying is somebody who has no idea, but they know that they want to change. So for that one, we want to help them develop a vision. And a lot of the things that we do first is getting to know ourselves. You were talking in, in your podcast about communicating with others and we go through like designing a disc profile, for example, where we determine our personality and then we determine the ways of communicating so that then when we're building teams, for example, we talked about building teams, we know how to communicate with them. And then that will help us to communicate with that doctor within our group. And then we all discuss our disc and then we learn how to communicate with each other. So we design the vision. Which things are you passionate about? When you're designing your vision, I'm talking about entrepreneurship, passion, we talk about passion, how that's important for you to be happy. So which things really move you? When we have a physician who's maybe the hand surgeon, but the hand surgeon who really is interested in three different things, right? And they don't know where to start. Like, you know, I'm a hand surgeon, but I also like this thing with real estate or this thing with investment, or I really like to do a podcast, you know, like Bradley does a podcast. I, I talk to him and he likes this and I, I'm really going to do that. Then we have to choose which one we're going to do. So you're talking about things that might not be remotely related to medicine. Like, it's not like, well, let's concentrate on the ring finger. Like I've got this idea for a glove or, you know, whatever, removing rings off of people's ring. Like you're saying, these entrepreneurial pursuits can be from the ground up and have nothing to do with your areas of expertise. Yeah. Or it could be their office. Suppose that they're a hand surgeon, but they have an office that they want to grow and they have yeah. no idea how to brand themselves or to market themselves or to build teams for growth. Maybe they want to, you know, I really wanted to start purchasing practices, right? And grow practices in this way. How can I do that? Because all I know is hand surgery, but I really want to do, I have a vision for this hand surgery practice that's going to be as big as Bradley's group, you know? So something like that. The first point for any of these things is to really help you with your vision. And then from there, we can build whatever entrepreneurial uh, path we're going to do with you. Okay. Okay. So it just, it starts with self-exploration. What are, what type of person are you? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your communication styles? And then what are you interested in? And then how do we get those two things to align? And it may have to do with your previous career, or it might have to do with something that has nothing to do with medicine, but you really interests you. And we will help you find a way to create that into something in which you can delight and look forward to and and build from. Yeah. Okay, great. So you had mentioned the six pillars. Like that's something that you've you've mentioned on your podcast and you talk about it in your mastermind when you are discussing these entrepreneurial pursuits. So what are the what are those six pillars? So one of the things that when we mention we talk about businesses, we always you know like running a business and the part of the money or just the that specific service or product but to make it last long, we found that we need certain components, okay? And those in our mastermind, we call them pillars. Pillars, number one, we call the vision, which we describe. Because we have people who come to us and they say, you know what? 
I want to be an entrepreneur. It's like, what does that mean to you? Right. And it's, <laughs> it's a little bit more than that. It's like, I want to be a doctor and there's a pathway for that. So there's a pathway too for being an entrepreneur, but something that's long lasting and that's what we want. The second pillar that we talk about is mass mindset. And we talk about mindset because we've learned a lot in medicine, but a lot of those things that we've learned in medicine can have us in such a mindset that it will keep us from growing the same way that we want an entrepreneur to grow. And you can see, you know, with your friends, right? Like your friends might think differently. Maybe, maybe you're a happy person, but there's as a physician, there's this type of seriousness that we have that might not be well perceived because we have so many responsibilities where things have to be perfect. They have to be done because something's going to happen to that person. So we have to overcome some hurdles that we have in the way that we relate to others. And that's, you know, in terms of the mindset. So it sounds like lighten up, lighten up. This is entrepreneurship, not life and death. <laughs> so first lighten up. Well, it can be life and death if you are in charge of the lives of many who are working for you, right? And then, so it's serious stuff too, but it's in such a way where you can advance and make great strides in your business with a different uh, way of thinking. The other thing is that Many times we're taught that we're the leaders of the ship, right? From the get-go, you get to the OR and you're the leader of the ship. Nobody told you really how to communicate with anybody. Nobody told you where things, you know, like to create win situations and all this stuff. Nothing like that happens. So we work on those things. The other thing, the third pillar is wellness, because one of the things that we do bad as doctors is taking care of ourselves. There's actually this study that came out, you know, from last year, from 2022, uh, published this year, 2023, that for dealing with stress, only half of us do exercise. And still on that list of how we deal with stress, we have smoking for some of us. We have, you know, like drinking. And a lot of us don't even talk to others, like only 40 something percent, 41% or something like that, look for relationships when dealing with stress. So that's part of being an entrepreneur. That's part of being a physician with one long lasting. Then we talk about finance, which is another pillar. We talk about the business part. We are not practicing what we preach, huh? Come on, we're not. I mean, that's the type of thing that we would be telling our patients to do. Yes, yes. And then if you, it's funny because if you see like Forbes magazine, for example, they publish this thing about entrepreneurs giving their tips about how to, you know, deal with their great companies. Half of the things that they say that they do are lifestyle medicine. They revolve around lifestyle medicine and things that we're supposed to be preaching. So that's part of entrepreneurship. And we have to recognize that and teach it and practice it. And then besides the finance and the business. And then the last one that we have, the last pillar is that one of lifestyle, but habits. So we want to create habits so that when people go through our course, they have things that they have already been you doing so that it makes it long lasting. So that's why we have the six pillars of entrepreneurship. The whole thing is the whole package is not only finance, it's not only business, it's like something that will make sure that it will be long lasting for you because we're creating serious businesses. We're not creating hobbies here. And a distinct and important distinction being you can take a tax deduction on a business and not a hobby. So yes, make sure it's a business. So the Max Alert Mastermind um, is CME and is tax deductible too. We have CMEs, at least 40 CMEs for those of you who are looking for. Wow, that's a lot of CME. One thing that we didn't discuss is like, you know, it's important for the physician, but also for the family. And when we created the mastermind, it was important to me that my husband was involved because he's being involved in all of their businesses. You know, like we talk about having not only our couple of clinics that we sold, we also had 
uh, an entertainment business and stuff like that. So he's being involved in it. And I wanted a, a physician mastermind where I was surrounded by people like me who had been because I, you know, coming from burnout, wanting to be with people like had suffered similar things to what I had. And then having my spouse being there who's involved in our business is important. So whoever comes to the mastermind as a physician, they can bring their spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is, and they will have a voice in our mastermind so that we have the families growing together in this because that's entrepreneurship. It's a familiar endeavor. Oh, that's great. That's great. Actually, my wife and I just bought a short-term rental. And what we were saying is we do best when we have a project together. Like we really work well together and complement each other and shore up each other's weaknesses. So it's a, you're really selling me on the mastermind here. It sounds like it would be great for me in particular. One of the things is like some physicians like from this cohort that just finished a couple of weeks ago, they use this at their date night. So they come together and they're using it. And it was like, really our mastermind a date night? It was yeah. never meant to be like that, but it, it has apparently brought their families together to the point that they also had their, you know, besides the date night, that was one of them, one one of the families. And then another family had the wife and the kids behind the scenes also taking notes and learning and, and doing all that. So, you know, the whole family can come if they want. And it's, yeah, that's it's great. crucial. That's great. Yeah. So you had mentioned one of those pillars was mindset, right? So not bringing our physician mindset to entrepreneurship because I would imagine one of those things is perfectionism and risk-taking. You know, you don't want to be a risk-taker when you're in the operating room. You don't want to be a risk-taker when you're managing your patients. No. But that's rewarded in, in entrepreneurship, right? So that, correct me if I'm wrong, would be one way of changing your mindset. What are some of the other ways or even to put it in like a little bit of a harsher way, some of like the cognitive distortions that physicians might have or like mental barriers that really need to be sorted in order to help them be better entrepreneurs. You know, one of the things that we see is physicians saying that they don't have time, right? They don't have time to do this, that they don't have the bandwidth to do this. And I'm thinking like, so are you going to, Keep allowing somebody else to take care of your life. And that's when we say it's not only about designing your physician life, it's about being intentional about it because you can't decide what to do with it. When you're somebody who's like in midlife career crisis, right? And you're unhappy with that situation. Are you going to still be there? Like you have the chance to change that. It's been said that happiness is 50% is genetics. 10% is what the external situations are and 40% is what we do. So if you say that you have no time, then you're allowing that 10% to making, to keep making you miserable, right? So if you do something about it, you will take the time. So our principles, one of the things that we determine our vision, right? It's like, what's important for you? Is it important for you to be able to have a good work-life balance or to share more time with your family or to have no have pressure that, you know, if, if someday you cannot practice medicine, who's going to feed your family, right? So those are things that are important. So if you're saying that you have no time to get out of your midlife crisis, of your mid-career crisis, of your burnout, you're allowing somebody else to make that decision for you. And as a physician, yeah, we're always busy. 
the people who are in the mastermind are not different than you. I'm going to give you an example of a, of a member that we just had. She's an OBGYN who has her practice here in Florida, had med spa, a family with twins, kids, and she decided to take a year to do a fellowship for cosmetic surgery, right? Making $20,000 a year for that. And she was studying for her written boards, oral boards, and she came with all that stuff to our mastermind because she wanted to make time for herself to make sure that when she goes back to her family with all these challenges that she had, she was going to be even better than before. She was not going to let anybody decide. And she didn't want to continue practicing the same way that she was practicing. And she realized that when you do cosmetic surgery, for example, is way different than what you're doing an insurance-based and practice. And also she wanted to come and define herself about what she wanted to do. So she was able to, so if you tell me that you don't have time, just talk to this person. You're like, she had the time. So that's one of the big limitations that we see for physicians telling us that they don't have time because they're so busy between the call and then picking up the kids and they call, you know, all these things. We all have that. But the point is that you have to take care of your own life and you can design and you can decide and be intentional about it. And it sounds like you're designing your life as opposed to letting life happen. Like life has been designed. At some point, this happened and you're going to continue to let it happen as opposed to being more intentional about it and find the time. And it sounds like, you know, making it into a date night is a nice way to do it. It's multitasking, right? You're killing two birds with one stone and you're improving yourself. You're improving your marriage. The warning is that there's video. So... (laughs) <laughs> no funny business. It's just business. But still, you know, building building that relationship. I, I yeah, I, I think that's really wonderful. Yeah, we have to if we don't do it, nobody will. You know, and it's the same thing with like taking healthcare back, taking leadership positions. If you don't take this leadership position, someone else is going to. If you don't fill that void, somebody else will. And so you have to take the the bull by the horns. There's this guy, I don't know if you know Jim Ron, if you've heard the ultimate guide to Jim Ron is one of the audiobooks that we recommend. And he said something along the lines like, you know, if you're not planning for your life, something else will, someone else will do that and they don't have a good plan for you. So, you know, just think about the executives for the insurance companies, the executives for the hospitals, the executives for pharma who are making their plans, right? They're deciding the way that we take care of physicians, of, of patients. They're not, they don't have any plans for you. And guess what? They all have coaching. They all have masterminds that they go to. They all know about all these things. And we have an advantage when we learn these things as well is we know both. We know the medicine and we know these things. So then we can come to the table in the situations and have a, an eye-to-eye conversation if we needed to be at those tables. Is there anything that you've learned that you've taken away from your masterminds that has gone into designing your life? What have been your takeaways from your masterminds? Oh my goodness. Like a lot of the things that I've been telling you, like every day we, we learn more every time with, with these decisions, we learn more. One of the things that has made a huge change in our lives with the mastermind has been accountability and accountability because we come to the mastermind, not only with the coaching and the support and the pat in the bag, you're doing good. Don't worry on all these things. It's not a support group. It's it, in that sense, it's really a support group where we get what we need to learn to go. But accountability, 
we, and this I learned within the mastermind, every week we come and we tell what we did last week to advance our project that we have chosen. And we say what we're going to do next week to advance the project that we've chosen. So it's not for you to be telling me, oh, I had such a bad day at the clinic and I was, you know, with this person, all this stuff, or administration did this thing for me. You know what? I'm sorry that happened in your day, but here accountability. So what did you do to change your life so that you don't have to come complaining about that? Because the truth is that we don't have time to complain right now anymore. We really have to take care of our lives. So in our projects have been advancing because we have that accountability every week. Everybody will talk and you don't want to be the one not saying what you, you haven't done, right? You don't want to be the one, uh, you know, being behind everybody else. So that's been, I think, the main thing that we've learned in the mastermind and it goes with me and having this mastermind is the, you know, when you're an attending physician and you're teaching medical students, you always, many of us say, you know, I love to teach because they keep me on my toes. They keep me learning new things. And that's been the, the same way for us. So this, this is different. A mastermind here is different from group coaching because it sounds like with group coaching, there's the coach and they're coaching a bunch of people at the same time and they're getting feedback from each other, but ultimately it comes back to the coach, you know, is kind of managing everything. But a mastermind, everybody brings their expertise to the table, right? And everybody's helping each other. But let's say it's we're talking about that hand surgeon again, who they've been chugging along in their career with no entrepreneurial experience. Like, what if they say, listen, I, I don't really deserve to have a seat at the table here for a mastermind because I'm not really bringing anything. What would you say to that like imposter syndrome stricken physician? I'll give you an example that we had in our mastermind, okay? We had somebody with no idea of what they wanted to achieve in life. They had no clue and they came there. They came with their spouse and this person, it turns out that they had a job because they were just so used to their routine. Picture this, somebody who every single day, five days a week goes to work, drives two hours away and two hours back for years with six children at home. Okay. Six children at home. So you can imagine they have activities, events, and everything that this person was missing. Okay. And comes to an entrepreneurship mastermind. What we helped that person do as a group is like, and when they came home, they had all these charts to dictate. So it was two more hours that they were at home working. So they had six hours a day that they were doing. Nothing else. That's all they knew. And they just came because they knew they... What they don't tell you when you're applying <laughs> to medical school, right? They needed a change. So what did that person achieve? We were able to help them gain six hours back every single day. The group helped them get a different job closer to home. Something that working on mindset was very was a very challenging thing for this person because they didn't want to lose that because they had invested so many years at this person. Imagine you. Like you have your 12 year job, right? You don't want to lose the benefits that you have there. However, the gain for the family was so tremendous that, and it didn't matter that they were not going to do something else. Then the other thing that they did, so gain six hours 
a day, every single day, because the other thing that we did is was coaching them on charting. It happened that we had another physician in the group with an ADHD coach, and they came to our group wanting to be a coach, and they opened their business during our, our mastermind, and they coached this other person on that, and they were now finishing their charts at work. They were driving, I don't know, 30 minutes or something like that, each way at the most. And they also learned real estate investing. So they were doing that learning on the side. So if you talk to me about the hand surgeon who doesn't have any idea, we help them figure it out. If they want change for their lives, we help them with figuring it out. But what I'm also asking is, you know, the original mastermind, I can't remember the history of masterminds, but it was like, you know, the captains of the steel industry. Jekyll Island. Yeah. Goodyear and all those people. Yeah. Right. So like tires and steel and oil, right? There's like captives of industry who would meet and they would help each other solve each other's problems, right? But what I'm saying is this this person who's listening to the podcast right now and they're like, but I don't think I'm bringing anything to the table. So I don't think masterminds for me, I think it would more be a, a you know, I need a coach to help me not be part of a mastermind because I don't think I'm bringing anything to the table. What would you say to that person? So in our case, we've had those people who feel like that and they're there. And in our case, what we want physicians is to really achieve that transformation. And you might feel that you're not bringing something to the table in the sense that you might be talking about specifically about, you know, entrepreneurship in this particular way. But what you're bringing to the table is that you're bringing a physician community. Okay. So we're building communities where we're helping each other. And you don't have to feel bad about being there and not knowing something there because that's our job. You know, we've taken that upon ourselves as coaches of our group to do that. And if you don't know anything that you can think that you can contribute, but you're bringing community and it's not that you're bringing a project for us to work on, you know, right? But you're bringing connection. And I know that the things that people are learning in this mastermind, they're going to take to others. Okay. So think about this is a school for you to learn entrepreneurship and maybe you came without knowing, but I know that the kids and the spouses and the boyfriends and the girlfriends, they're going to know these things and we're going to be continuously improving the, the state of, of medicine for, you know, the life of our physicians. And that's what we want to do. So if people want to learn more about your masterminds, Max and Max Allure, how did you come up with that name, Max Allure? Max Maximum and Allure Attracting. So you're attracting the maximum of everything. You're attracting maximum wealth, health, happiness. That's what you're doing. Okay. So where do we find Max Allure Masterminds if, if we're now intrigued? MaxAllure.com. That's it. So you can Amazing. go to our website, MaxAllure.com. My name, you can find it. You know, if you can remember my name, you can find Mirdalis. Look up <laughs> for Mirdalis and there's only one so far. In the world, that's a made-up name. I want to say that is, you know, means queen of the seven seas, but it doesn't. It was made <laughs> up by my parents. But yeah, you can look me up with my name, any social media platform. Max Allure Mastermind, we have a YouTube channel where we don't only host our cast episodes, but we also do a live session with most of our guests on Fridays. And we also put that there so that there's some extra information for inspiration where we give specific tips to our doctors, our listeners on how to apply and, and look for change in their life, things that they can do right away. Amazing. And the podcast, Design Your Physician Life. Yes. 
that's that's the podcast. That's the name of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> if they're interested in learning more, what is the type of stuff, just so the audience can hear, what's the type of stuff you cover on your podcast? So in our podcast, we cover a lot of physician stories for the most part. We have also some non-physicians who can help physicians, you know, with designing and taking all, uh, care of their lives. You know, we've had some financial podcasts and we've had some other people who somebody who's an expert in pitch, right? Like if you want to pitch your business for investors or somebody, we've had somebody like that come to the podcast. And we've had mainly decisions who have been uh, successful at something. Lately, we're having a stronger focus on artificial intelligence because we see that in healthcare, there's quite a lack of understanding of what the transformation is, what's happening already. And we are usually late to adapt and to take on technology. And right now we have many <laughs> yeah. people who have decided what's going to happen in medicine who are not doctors. So we have a lot of those episodes um, coming. And if you're interested, that's going to be in the last you know few months that we've done that transition because we see how important it is uh, for healthcare. Yeah. If you're not ahead, you're behind. It took us what? How, when did we get on electronic medical records? Like... 40 years or 30 years after the first personal computer was in was in somebody's house. Yep. So yes, we definitely need to be. And you're I you know, you said you were using it for your podcast. We're using it on our podcast as well. You know, I we are real people just for the listeners. We are these are not AI recreations of real yes. And these are real voices, but it's helping us move through some of the work that we wouldn't otherwise want to do. So yeah, so that's Great that you're covering it. So again, for the audience, Max Allure, if you're looking for the mastermind and design your physician life, if you're looking for the podcast and Dr. Mirdalis Diaz Ramirez, thank you so much for your time and all you do for physicians. Thanks for having me. No matter what your insurance needs are, Set for Life Insurance has you covered. They're a nationally recognized leader in disability, life, and long-term care insurance, serving clients across all 50 states. Their dedicated team specializes in assisting medical residents, physicians, dentists, business owners, and other high-income professionals. Setforlifeinsurance.com or call them at 1-888-553-3559. Thanks for listening. I have a favor to ask. You listened to the episode until the end, which means you either fell asleep or you really liked the episode. So please share it or like it or comment on a social media post or write us a five-star review, something. It would really help me out. And maybe what you learned from this episode can help someone else too. The views expressed in this episode are those of the interviewer and interviewee and don't represent the views of their employer or even their significant other. Even though the magic of podcasting make it sound like I'm talking directly to you, this is not a doctor-patient relationship and this is not medical advice or financial advice or really any advice. Thank us again for listening to The Physician's Guide to Doctoring.